Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. What's going on, West Coast Cam? Hello, Don. How are you? Listen to you with your sombersome voice today. I'm not somber. Today's a good day. Dude, you should be like, I should have to like get a pole and scrape you off the ceiling after your uh, weekend rolling, yeah, man. In, rolling in here to Bristol this weekend on the mountain, Little Thunder. Rolling career best. Dude, that was sick. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a fun ride. I was just glad that I was able to get the starting line advantage and make a decent run and have to make them work for it you know it's we could probably do that a lot more but as everybody knows it's really expensive so it's <laughs> i mean we didn't hurt anything but it's just when you, you lean on them that much more yeah yeah so right. but it's all good it was a fun weekend we'll see what happens in bristol this weekend and go from there Did just you- keep pounding the pavement trying to find uh cubic dollars that, that's it hey did you get out of the car at the end of the racetrack and yell go hey austin did you hear me? I was there. <laughs> no, I uh, basically jumped out of the car and apologized to him because the thing wouldn't go in reverse. And, you know, I don't want him thinking that I, I was like trying to play any games or anything, but the thing legit would not go in reverse. And we had Courtney uh, doing the backup duties and she, because she was just standing there and we needed somebody to right. do it. And, and uh, she didn't know to push Touch the blades the on the yep. injector. And, you know, so <laughs> uh, the, the, Chris, my crew chief or car chief or whatever, he uh, he got to have a nice little jaunt down the to about 300 feet and got me dialed in. But yeah, because it's a sprag. I mean, people don't realize that if it's stuck, like if if it's in one spot, like it's not going to go in. And I was like trying to pull back on the pedal with my foot on the hoop and wasn't happening. And I'm like waving, I like waved in Courtney in and I'm like, hey, and I mean, obviously she can't hear me. And I'm like screaming in my helmet, push the thing. And yeah, <laughs> the only person that heard you is you. Yeah, and then, you know, Chris, I hear on the radio, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> and he was, too. He was humping yeah. to get there. And his, all he did, he I don't even think he got in front of the car. He just stuck his arm around and pushed on the butterfly, and you started yeah. backing up. He looked yeah, a little winded. He looked a yeah, little I winded. Bet. Okay. I, bet. I mean, I, bet. I, I know I know Haddock doesn't have great medical and dental benefits, but <laughs> if he does offer that, you need to make sure he gets on the weight loss program to drive those premiums down a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, but it was uh, it was really cool. I had a fun weekend, and like I said, well, hopefully I can keep doing it, keep robbing Peter to pay Paul and turning pennies into quarters somehow. I don't know how, but I'm trying. Dude, as soon as I can figure out how to make a dollar out of a wooden nickel, we are going to cornerstone the market. We'll own every Lowe's and Home Depot in the area. Works for me. Uh, Works for I, me. Can't, I cannot believe that you got out of the car and was like, dude, I'm sorry. There's no way. I would have been like... Dude, did you hear me? I was waiting for you to screw up. Well, you waiting. know how it goes. Everybody thinks you're like trying to like, because you're the underdog. So everybody thinks you're trying to hang them out or do this or do that. I'm, come on, man. Like, I'm I'm not trying to give myself a bad name. Just yeah. Oh, that's but I, then again, I am a bracket racer and I tend to not stage first. And a lot of people that are the big teams don't necessarily like that. But you know what? They'll they should a, go bracket racing once or twice. Nobody gives a crap how big you are. John Force is out there stuffing it in every freaking round, double balling, deep staging. And you're worried, hey, Austin, whatever, dude. I, I, I mean, 
I d- see, that's yeah. why Terry gives you all the props in the world. I Look, hands down right now, I will never get a ride in a top fuel car because if everybody knows there's one thing that Don likes to do, Don likes to do a burnout. So I would be at the eighth mile clocks and, <laughs> and backing up. Now, you'd probably have to stop and put fuel in it for me to make you a say, No, you wouldn't be backing up because the sucker would be blown up already. All right. Well, I have a tendency to be hard on valve springs. I guilty as charged. Hey, that's your door car life. I don't know anything about that. Race cars got doors, big guy. Just saying. No, my rental car has doors. <laughs> yeah. What kind of rental car did you have while you were uh, living the life over there in Topeka, farmland country? A, no. What was it? Oh, we had a GMC Acadia, which was fancy. I had leather interior and everything. They let her, but they let a bunch of drag racers, nitro guys, at that with clutch dust and ninety weight oil, and and they let them have a vehicle with leather. Well, yeah, but it was black, so at least we could wipe it up. The I don't, I forget what race it was. Like three races ago, we got some white interiored car. wasn't a good idea. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, I told Johnny, I'm really glad you got the extra insurance in this because uh, it looks like somebody, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, that's just a, hey, look, we just did some, I needed another great idea and you just gave it to me. So I have to split it with you. I'm totally getting, I'm throwing that on the plate for the folks at Tubbo Towels. We're going to have to get like Tubbo Towel wipes at every rental car. Boom. Right there. I got it. I like it. Boom. Who do you rent? National Enterprise. They're going to have them everywhere. Whatever's cheapest. Exactly. Dollar rental. Yeah, pay what's that? Pay less one or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude. In Atlanta, when I was there, when I was stationed in Atlanta, there literally was this mom and pop. It was not a big name rental car company, and it was right there in yes, I, Forest Park, man. In the, I mean, in the hood, and I can say that. And the name of the rental car company was Joe's Rentals. Ma and Pa, rental car. Okay. Pay here. And we hope you bring it back. <laughs> and there was no new vehicles. I mean, this is like a used car lot. Like you literally, there was like you 80, got a 19, 1986 Le 81 Fairmont. There was, it was, uh, <laughs> there was Dude, I wish there was more of those because I, you bet your sweet ass I'd be running something like that. Wouldn't it be cool to have some nostalgia rent a car company? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? See, you're, you got here. You got all these ideas today. I got no money. Something's, you got, need- something's got you all fired up. Maybe it's the guests we're having on today. I don't know. Well, maybe, because you know that you and I get on soapboxes when it comes to talking about marketing and business, and I had a few people after last week, my little Instagram deal about looking for driver development programs and so forth, and uh, had Rejected, pe- by the way, you rejected my application, jerk. <laughs> Look, we tell everybody on our show that you should not, should not reach out through Facebook IM or text <laughs> messaging for a marketing proposal and opportunity. And what do you do? You send me a text message. Hey man, I'm in, I need a door car license. I, I, w- I have no problem screenshotting this and posting it to the website. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And I was probably text texting it with my toes because my hands were a little full at the time. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. But no, yes, we definitely are uh, very fortunate today to have somebody that is out there grinding just as hard as each and every one of us is trying to put the deal together uh and and unlike you and i though she is actually out there grinding trying to put the deal together for other people 
So the passion sense, if you will, or focus comes from a different area in motorsports. We do a lot of talking about our marketing backgrounds and putting B2B together and putting proper decks and communication and research and so forth that goes on that we're doing individually, Cam, you and I and our listeners. But we're actually going to talk to somebody that does it for other people and and quite frankly, you know, we had we had Leah Vaughn on who was, you know, she works for the most noter, you know. I, I get tongue tied. I mean, he's from North Carolina. I get tongue tied talking about Dale Earnhardt Jr. I mean, that, he's a he's a freaking god, right? So um, that's in the motorsports world. But when it comes to actual hands on technical, build it, get it done. Watch me smirk at you while I wa- walk off the starting line because I just kicked your ass. Uh, she she works for this guy, and uh, so I think it's kind of cool that we're going to get to uh, pick her brain and, and maybe 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 maybe. We'll get a little insight into Alan Johnson. Uh, so we're going to ring up uh, Tammy I Powers. I just hope I can learn something out of this situation. Uh, from what? From her talking about yeah. Alan or talking about motorsports? I mean, we Gee, got past all the, the, all the above. We, we got over all your clutch problem. We got over the clutch problem. We, we've, been le- we've been going further than 60 feet for three weeks in a row, man. Come on. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> AJ doesn't make clutches. No, he does not make clutches. No, he doesn't. But he does make horsepower. So uh, let's r- let's ring up Tammy Powers and, and bring her into the show today. Tammy, Hello? are you there? Oh, there she is. Oh. Hi, is this Don and Cam? That's what they say. It says, no, it says Russian River on my T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say they taught me in the army. They put my name in there all the time, so I'd remember what was mine. So uh, yeah, this is Don, and that's Cam, and thank you for coming on the show today, Tammy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I love your show. Well, you must be hey, the thanks. only person. <laughs> Are you the one person? I, I'm the female demographic. You have. <laughs> hey man, add add that to our marketing deck for this show. I got it this week. Finally, I think we're on show like 30 or something like that. We finally hit them female demographic check mark. Boom. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, Tammy, uh, thanks for coming on. Why don't you, uh, go ahead and go on a little tangent here and tell us a little bit about your background and why you're involved in motorsports. Oh, wow. So motorsports. Well, it started, um, early on when I was in high school, um, you know, took shop classes, you know, I have an older brother who raced in Martin, Michigan. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so I would, you know, sort of be a, his shadow while he was working on his race car and, um, just always loved it. I love the smell the the, you know, oil and <laughs> slicks and all that stuff. So I always found it fascinating. I love the noise. I love the power, but I never thought I, I never aspired to be in motorsports as far as a job. I, None I just of us really, usually do, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just followed my elder brother around and was kind of annoying to him, but it was fun. And I get some of his hand-me-downs. Uh, I got a 69 Firebird. I had one of those, too. <laughs> what color was it? It was like a teal, like a bluish teal. Mine was a canary yellow, like banana. Dude, she's know. talking about an actual car, not a Hot Wheels. No, so am I. Mine, mine was freaking badass. I sold it to some dude in in uh, South Africa and probably made three times more money as than I sold it to him for. But anyway, back, 
back to the story. <laughs> and then my next one was my favorite was a 71 Chevelle. And, um, oh my God, I loved that car. I mean, she was, she was my, my girl, but, um, you know, then I moved away from Michigan and I had no desire to look into motorsports or anything like that. And, and I was in LA and, I, and that's when I met Alan Johnson back in 2000. And, um, he was working on a, uh, uh, a marketing video for uh, Taco, was it Taco Bell, uh, Tricon at the time, you know, it was, it was, what was it, Taco Bell, um, KFC, and something, Pizza something Hut, else. isn't it? Yeah, yes. something like yeah. that. So they were editing the video, and I was in a post-production stall, and I met him, and, and everybody was like, kind of walking on eggshells around him, and, and I'm like, who is this guy, right? Like, <laughs> no, he was. <laughs> And, um, you know, I just had an honest conversation with him about his video and, and, uh, he liked that. He liked that. I didn't know who he was and I was honest with him about everything. And we just sort of clicked and, you know, 19 years later, we just have this really incredible dynamic working relationship. And we sort of, you know, where he lacks, I help and where I lack, he helps. And it just fits perfectly. And it's one of those things where, um, if you're lucky enough to get that sort of work relationship with your boss, you know, you've, you've won already. So, and I have that with Alan Johnson and I'm very grateful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Sometimes you need, uh, you know, when you're selling all these sponsorships and stuff, you, you need somebody that is able to take a step back from the nitty gritty, the grind, like, everything that we're so laser focused on versus, you know, and then you can come in and see the business angles and, and things that us gearheads or, you know, like actual, like, you know, like you need that. And obviously you're doing a great job at it. So well, I'll tell 19 you what, years God, later. Yeah. God blessed Alan Johnson with so much as far as, you know, his, you know, tuning genius, his engineering genius and all of those things. But, you know, he lacks in the details a little bit and that's where I come in. And, um, uh, I'm just so grateful and just humbled that I, you know, can be in his life this way and, and be in this business this way, because it's something I love very much. And I, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, 40% of my life has been my career in drag racing. That is crazy. And when I look at what's at stake right now for our sport, that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm not giving up on, um, these objectives that I've set out for myself personally and in, in, you know, for our race team. And that's why I'm just full force going ahead with talking to everybody about this and having obviously the uncomfortable conversation with the NHRA, hopefully. And, um, because something needs to be done, um, sooner than later. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm out spreading this message. And thanks for, uh, allowing me to come on here and do that. Yeah, no problem. For those of you that don't know, Tammy, you know, yes, she's a huge part of behind the scenes, but recently she did a interview or article or whatever you want to call that on uh, one of our drag racing outlets that kind of just put herself vulnerable. She didn't really talk crap on anybody. She just, she, like she said, she wanted to, ha she wants to have an uncomfortable conversation that myself, Don, I could name off a slew of other people that would love to be in the room when they have that conversation as well, just about where the sport's going. What, what can we do to work as a, as a whole to, to get more drivers out there to 
the funding, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, there's yeah, a lot. The drivers are out there doing it. That's, that's yeah. one of my main issues. Okay. Yeah. You, Alex Laughlin, Ashley Sanford, I could keep going and going and going. And there's so much great talent that's being wasted right now, to I be agree. honest with you. And I'm here to say that you've got these great, great next generation drivers that deserve a chance to be professional race car drivers and only get in the car and race the car and focus on the race, focus mm -hmm. on the appearances, focus on the brands, focus on the partners. Okay. Yeah. And they need people supporting them, not only on the team side, but on the, uh, on the NHRA side. And not lip service, enough lip service. I've heard lip service for years and where I believe the intent is good, but there's no result. So, um, you know, I want to be able to sit down and, and gather up, you know, people like me from other teams and go in a room with the NHRA twice a year and say, let's sit down and create some great content, some great ideas. Um, collectively ask the question, what are we missing? Not as teams, not as NHRA, but what are we missing together, right? So it's not a finger pointing, you know, match. It's what are we missing? Cause we're missing something, right? If you look at, you know, globally, uh, the sponsorship market is 45 billion globally, right? Yep. Um, it, it, it's it, in 2017, motorsports was valued at a, a little over four billion in just in the United States. Okay, so we at the NHRA are going. Okay, we need <laughs> we need a crumb to drop off from that, and we're all racing, right? And so something's missing, something's amiss somewhere. And, and that's what I want to get to the bottom to, not by blaming, not by pointing fingers, not by having this contentious untrust, uh, untrust between the, the teams and the NHRA. It's, I want to just look at it, put it out on the table, dissect it, put it back together and figure out what we're missing that way. Do you feel that uh, some of the issue isn't even necessarily our sport the drag racing as a whole or anything, do you feel that some of it is because nowadays there's so much noise like social media and like, you know, say, you know, Sony or whoever could spend $3 million with drag racing, but they can also have the rebuttal and say, Oh, well I can spend $3 million on social media or the internet and get way bigger of a return. So they think instead right, but of, what they can't do digitally is have a physical, Aura connection, emotional connection with the person who's going to slap the money down and buy their product. Right. You can't digitally do it's it's impossible. I get digital. I think it's a great platform, but there is no comparison to you know. I I, I was you know I got an ambassadorship deal for Ashley Sanford with Vizio. Okay, and then you have um, Dolby Atmos. You know, you, you, you're putting, I can see you, you know, you're putting things together in your mind of what that looks like. Imagine Ashley coming out for her startup, right? And I've got Vizio screens everywhere and I've got Dolby Atmos sound and I've got the most incredible freaking pre-show you're ever going to see in your life to someone warming up a car, right? right? That is far more compelling 
than scrolling through your Instagram feed saying something funny on, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's right. like, no, I agree 100%. And we have the greatest show on earth. There's nothing wrong with drag racing. We have yeah. the greatest show on earth. It's the fast. It's the, it's the, you know, we get, we get that rush. Boom, 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 over and over and over and all, all day long. Whereas you sit at a circle track and you're kind of going rear, rear all day long, which. Do you feel that the people at the top, like they, like not in any company, it could be race pack. It could be whoever those people, that generation that are running those companies, they're so blinded with the, Hey, this digital thing. Oh, have you seen, they have this Facebook out there. Have you, have you guys been on the Facebook? Like, I feel like the. That's no, go there, Cam. Why? I'm just asking. Like, do you think <laughs> that 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 a lot of these companies? Because I've I've seen it personally dealing with some of the people that I have that they're they're blinded. They forget about the basics of of marketing, and they they think, oh, I'm just going to jump into this over here. I have to agree agree with that. Um, I think whatever the tr- whatever the trend is moving towards, I think that you're going to have people sitting in a boardroom going, "Well, this is the ho- this is th- this is the flavor of the month for getting our message out there and our branding message out there. This is what everybody's doing." And there's kind of like they're on the river raft next to everybody else, and they're not really thinking out thinking outside of the box. And what I think um, is, you know, experiential marketing is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And now we have to figure out how we get a piece or we get that crumb um, from such a huge, huge, huge global market. You want to look at that and you want to say, how do we get our crumb? We Because we're the, we're the greatest show on earth as far as motorsports go. And I know I'm, you know, obviously a little biased because it's my love. This sport is my love. But when I bring people to the racetrack and I introduce them to this, and you guys all know this, you've seen this weekend after weekend when you see, you know, fresh virgin eyes and, and, and body out there on a racetrack and you see um, the effect it has on them and sensory overload and you see it, that's when you hook people and they get it. But what we're looking at is something that's so fragmented, this whole sports marketing industry, where you have the agencies, you have the brand managers, you have the group brand directors, you have the CFO, you have the CEO, you have all these people that are involved in this, and then nothing's nothing happens, right? They'll just sit in a room and talk about it. <laughs> they sit in a, well, and we, you know, a lot of people do that, don't they? They sit in a room and they talk about stuff and nothing really ever gets done. Well, ready, so, Don, Don, yeah. Don's been, Don's been quiet for way too long. Look at him. It's, they go, <laughs> go. You may have the floor. Yeah, no, and no, it's, so you're abs- both of you are absolutely right. Right. So we're going to, we're all going to agree, even though the three of us are not going to solve the world's problems. However, we're trying we're trying to solve the problem that was created at the top. So and and this is my take and I I'm almost positive that no one at NHRA could really care less. But when you want to start looking at how you improve and make things more financially feasible to execute I, when I say execute, that means everything. Hospitality, being able to attend the races, what the expense factor is. It starts at the top. When the pro team's got to have, you know, they're paying catering bills that gets 20% back to NHRA based on square footage. When they're paying uh, 
over the top pricing for tickets when we're doing event. It starts at the top when you, when NHRA or any racing organization says this is our structure, this is our finance plan, this is what we're going with. Then it gets divvied out and it keeps getting pushed down further and further. And companies get charged X for midway space to come in. Those companies that want to try drag racing or whatever the case is, they don't make it financially rewarding and feasible for people to try things to to get the the impact, if you will. It, you know, you're not going to get rid of of experimental marketing it's not happening but the digital is not going to take the place of that the digital is a reinforcement of the actual event or the products or whatever the case may be during the week when the event can't take they can't get to the event or the event's not taking place or that action is not in there that's what digital does it reinforces the fact that they were there watching a Vizio tv screen and they get a sale coupon or whatever the case is however you put the package together but when when it's $1 billion that we're going to refer to for a crumb, it, it starts with the organization. I, I mean, you cannot, you cannot fund something when the organization is taking or making it look like they need 80% of the funding. Yeah, that's not a that's not a give and take. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, you look at what NASCAR did. NASCAR they can say whatever they want, but the NASCAR teams are coming back. The charter system's working. Those teams are getting funding out of the TV deal. They're getting money every week. And there's more and more companies going into NASCAR and the Xfinity Series that should be over in drag racing. But because of the financial that allows for them to go over there, they go over to NASCAR and Xfinity. Because those team owners can sell more for a lower rate than what we can. And it's because of where our expenses come or what we're being charged from the top down. And that's, I mean, you can't run a business from the bottom up. Sorry, just doesn't Don, happen. Don, the NHRA isn't run like a business. It's a, it's a <laughs> wait, non- wait, wait, <laughs> oh, what? Was I, ta- I was, ta- I was talking logic. Oh my God, I was talking <laughs> logic. Oh my God. Don, NASCAR is a business, brother. And the NHRA, NHRA is a business. Wait. It's not run like a business. It's not what? run are like pyra- a business. Are pyramids businesses? <laughs> what? What? Everybody that... T- wait. Small, wait. Pyramids, small numbers. How's that work again? I wasn't, didn't pay much attention to geometry class. Don, you got 20 bucks? Geometry. I got 20 bucks. All right. I can make you 60. Oh. I'm listening. Does that mean I can buy three racer and rental cars t-shirts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please go buy, stop by, check out all our new apparel on the Racer and Rental Cars website, in our store, <laughs> buy our garb. But no, you're, I mean, Tim, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's what I mean when it comes, when it comes back through things, you know, NHRA. So there's two things that NHRA and NASCAR actually have in common. They are both struggling to keep fledging large blue chip companies as their major financial backers. NASCAR is lost monster. They're trying to find somebody else. NHRA, they are one phone call away from Coca-Cola, and the the Ringham and Barlin Bailey Circus won't be the only big tent that fell down. Because if you just sit back and think about it, since Winston, the only thing we've ever had is Coca-Cola. In the last, what, decade? I might be even two decades off because I'm kind of old. But we've had Powerade, 
We've had Full Throttle. We've had Mellow Yellow. Am I forgetting something? Anybody? Help me now. No, that's that's it. And and look, Coca-Cola is my rock star, is all of our rock stars right now. I mean, Coca-Cola has stepped in, stepped up, been there for our sport in, you know, unbelievable way. And we got to, you know, hats uh, off, man. We love right, Coke. Exactly. Right. I'm having my Coke Zero right now. Right. I, and, and, and I'm not saying anything <laughs> negative to them, but it's like the same thing that we all go through when we're talking about being run like a business. Every motorsports team has got to have a succession plan for their sponsors. Mm-hmm. They have to. You have to move them along. You bring them in low and you move them through the process and show them the money, right? Well, guess what? I would think that somebody at some point in, the, in Atlanta, Georgia is going to go, guys, show me the money. We've been, we've been paying commas and zeros over here, and I don't see commas and zeros over here on the other side for ROI. Oh, are you kidding me? Coke is getting a tremendous ROI from being our, listen, they're the title sponsor of our sport, Don. And I have numbers here that I send out in proposals with, I can show a three to one return on investment, a conservative way with just one of our fabulous top field teams. Okay. They're getting ROI. That's a low number though. And you know that when you have, when you have companies like Penske, when you have companies like Penske, who are talking about four and five Goat. to one. On, Roger Penske. On, on exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's this just is getting good. Well, it, no, I don't mind. I enjoy that. I'm it, like, it, if I can just be like Roger Penske, like, just <laughs> like have a little tiny little, like, just breathe on me, brother. You know, it's exactly, like, exactly. That, that business we, savvy that he has. Right. Yeah. Can you, while you're sweating, will you walk by me and just rub your forearm on me, please? <laughs> Maybe I will get a little bit of a brain cell out of there. You know, he's got Roger Penske, Penske truck the other day, dropped off a package at my house from Amazon. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> a Penske truck because usually it's the mailman you know the mailman's bringing stuff and I'm thinking oh wow the U.S. mail they're getting you know they have like a side gig they're actually going to make money now right and then I'm like <laughs> now Roger Penske is pulling up dropping off my vitamins at my door from Amazon I'm unbelievable no, anyway sorry guys go on no no, no. but that's the t- that's the type of stuff that makes you know when you're looking when you're looking to find that success story or who you should be trying to pattern yourself after there are certain things that blue chips take from blue chips Mm -hmm. and we're struggling. We're struggling with all these exclusive contracts and making it hard for other competing companies to come into our sport because we don't want to infringe on anybody's fragile sensibilities. No, it's an oxymoron is what it is. And I'm going to tell you something. Remember the beer war cars? Remember Miller Lite? Oh, wait, NHRA and, doesn't like alcohol. Well, excuse me. Come on. They don't, they, no, <laughs> they do not like alcohol. No. Uh-uh. Come you, on. They, are no, you serious? No, I'm for real. Because guess who the only people are that makes money? The vendors. Vendors in NHRA, but it ain't it ain't a marketing company. It ain't a brand. You don't see AB out there. You don't you don't see Coors Light coming, but they're well, getting plenty. You, you saw AB. You saw AB there for thirty years. <laughs> and who ran them off? You tell me. What 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 is your opinion on that? <laughs> <laughs> who ran them off? Nobody ran them off. Well, why does why does a sponsor leave a sport or or a person? 
Well, you know, they were acquired by a foreign company. So I'm pretty sure they got, they got bought. Been, yes, they got bought and leaders. Excessively stalking <laughs> the new marketing people at AB InBev. And let me tell you, they're wonderful people. Um, they're, they're Brazilian go- guys. They're, yes. they're these Brazilian guys. They are all into the soccer and the blah, 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 and the music festivals and la, la, la. And they're the next generation. But I'm like, hey, guys, let me tell you something, a little history about this brand, because they had no idea that Budweiser was on Kenny Bernstein's car for 30 years in the NHRA. They had no idea. Well, this I was up, able to this share that story a- with them because nobody else is, right? So I was I was able to share that story with them. And then I'm, I obsessively text this guy. <laughs> and, I, and I send him pictures and I send him stuff to New York all the time. And he laughs and he says, Tammy, you're so passionate. Oh, my God. I promise I'm going to come to a race this year. That was last year. Okay. Didn't come. Uh, I'm working on it again this year, but you know, this is the kind of stuff, this is the kind of problems we have because I remember back in the late, in the late nineties, early two thousands, like we had mainstream brands in our sport, you know? Yeah. And it used to be these brands would come in and (laughs) we're going to do Oh Sorry, God. we had, we we interrupt this program with <laughs> baby's my, hair is just with, like yours. Yeah, with my with my gorgeous son, he brought me my my computer charger. I love <laughs> that's awesome. No, Tam, you. Tammy, you're abs- you are wife. absolutely right. There's no that is the one thing. So the one thing that I would agree with, I don't know who the announcer was, or or maybe it was somebody in in the media. Somebody was talking about we always we're always talking about our past, right? And yeah. we're, we're telling that story during our present worried about the future. And I, uh, my, my thing is, is that I don't want us to forget about our past, but at the same time, I don't want us to forget that we need our past and our present to predict our future and impact it. So you just giving that example of the fact that they didn't know that Kenny Bernstein and Budweiser had a 30 year long relationship. I mean, I remember the Clydesdales being an indie, uh, I mean, that's a, yeah. you know what I mean? So awesome. those, yep. those are historic things that people remember that is a, you know, reinforcement of the brand and what they've done as far as activation. Those historic facts about these companies get told they need to be told in the boardroom. That's where they need to be told. They need to be beat in the heads of the generation that is in the marketing business right now. And they're the ones making the decisions because we didn't have digital media back then. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. Heck, unless you know Dave Kamel or, or Richard Shute and those guys at Auto Imagery, there's a lot of photos from the old nostalgic days that you 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 know you saw them somewhere, yeah. but you can't find them. They're not on Microfish or something, you know, that you send. <laughs> right, okay. So, but I, I totally agree with that, that, you know, we have to do that. But at the same damn breath that I'm making here, Guys, the people that are wearing the button-down collars and their address resides in Glendora, California, have got to realize at some point we've got to draw a line in the sand and say, guys, we've got enough, we need to help, or we're never going to have any more. Because there's only so many companies that are left out there in the marketplace that can come into NHRA that don't compete with these exclusive contracts. And... So teams are able to hold on to them. And even though they get a competing brand in the sport, 
we don't get any play. We don't get any media attention because we don't want to offend the fragile sensibilities of the individuals that wrote the big checks with the commas and the zeros to NHRA. Go if Cam. I'm a brand, though, if I'm a brand, and I was thinking about this the other day, that whole exclusivity and blah, blah, blah. I mean, what we do is side-by-side racing, right? And you go out there and the fans, you know, love one brand or love the other brand. That's what makes this fun. Competition is fun. Isn't that the it's business? Isn't, it's, that, isn't that supposed to be business? Competition in the marketplace? Yes, was that, was that not, like first year not, or second yeah. year college? I don't remember. No, no, this, it, what it reminds me of is, you know, three girls trying to be friends in high school, right? It, Oh, in high, oh yeah, no, no doubt. And and there's one boy, Oops, one boy, and all three. Every feminist in the world. I'm so glad. But anyway, um, I'm sure so, they're not listening to this podcast. No, <laughs> not at all. No, this is yeah, no, but um, but no, no, that's what it is. And it's like when we had like going back to Budweiser and Miller Lite. It's like we our fans crack their first beer at seven in the morning. I've seen them, and, and this is for days and days and days. How in the hell is it that we don't have an official beer sponsor? People, you know, like, you can't make this up. We have no official beer sponsor. And these people drink more beer than I've ever seen in my entire life. From seven o'clock in the morning, crack, they're in the parking lot. They're like, oh my God, we haven't even had breakfast yet. This is what they do. And we, I love our fans. They're the best, best people in the world. And um, they deserve better too. They deserve better because... The, the better the show, the, you know, we, we, we need to, we have the best show on earth. We need to give them the best show they can have. And with what everybody's so underfunded and, you know, the, the car counts are low and, you know, people are only doing part-time, you know, a lot of part-time racers out there who we love as well, but we want to get them out there more. And, um, there's just enough for everybody. We need to work together to go get it. That's that's what I'm saying today. We need to go out there and work together to get it. Set the ego aside. Let's start making a lot of money and doing what we love and, and giving our partners uh, the biggest bang for their buck and the best time of their life. That's that's what I'm looking to do. I, I have a question. You you keep bringing up this, these beer companies and everything. And uh, looking back at, at the industry and drag racing, top fuel in particular, but if you look back to the Winston days and the beer days and all that, when all that went away is about the time that drivers stopped getting paid and then drivers now, like if you look like my generation, like it, I've never really gotten paid per se to drive. I mean, yes, you take a percentage of what funding that you get, but as far as somebody coming to me and saying, Cameron, I would drive my race car. I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars a weekend. There really isn't any, of that anymore and it's unfortunate because for a guy that doesn't come from millions of dollars how do you combat that you have to go get the sponsors well if all the rides are taken from the people that are paying $750,000 a million dollars whatever 1.5 how do you how do you go about that do you feel that the paid in driver for all these mega teams hindered some of the sport for the younger generation coming in. I don't care. I don't, I'm not, and this isn't about like, oh, so-and-so has got so much money. Like I, I don't, I'm not talking about the money, but as far as drivers becoming professional race car drivers, like you're talking about, like myself, Ashley, DJ Coughlin, like all these, you know, Justin, Ashley, all these new kids, where do you go? Like if you don't have the money, there's really no driver development programs. There's no 
I feel that you should have to run a fuel for a couple years before you even get in a top fuel car, kind of like a feeder series. But do you feel like there's a correlation I to see, a lot I of that? I see what you're saying. And look, I mean, there's, there's, there's some, there's some negatives to that. I mean, if you can buy a seat, you know, somebody like you or somebody like Ashley, you know, uh, it, it feels awful. Okay. Um, you know, I've had numerous conversations with drivers in, in that sort of position where they're out there pounding the pavement, they're putting their own B2B deals together for the, the, the corporations that, um, that support them race by race. Like they're literally, you know, okay, I have a race in two weeks. I got to put together X amount of dollars. I got to call all the people who have ever, and I have to put these scraps together. I have to put these scraps together. I mean, if you look at Alex Laughlin's Instagram today, you know, he went out and, and put together funding to go to Bristol. He's like, oh my God, thank God I get to go to Bristol. Right. But then you have some of the other drivers who are either born into the family or, um, you know, or, or brought the money in to, to buy a seat. And, you know, I, I believe in a free market society. I believe that, you know, anything goes in a free market society. If you can buy your way into something, go ahead. But you know what? The end of the day, the universe speaks, the universe, the energy, what you put into the universe, you get back. Um, and people like you and Alex and Ashley and, and many more, um, there will be a day when you see your glory and it's going to be, you're so humbled. It's going to be that so much more meaningful. And I think the longevity and, and putting in that much grit and perseverance and heart and guts and spirit into something lasts a hell of a lot longer than, uh, slapping down a bunch of money going, I want to sit in your seat. Absolutely. And I, I agree with that. You know, I was just, my question was more so on the side of, do you think that, you know, because even in super comp, like I use this example all the time, you get a guy that that gets a one case of oil and all of a sudden he rolls in in an 18 wheeler with <laughs> X brand all over the side and 17 cars and they got one case of oil. So do you feel like that is a hindrance because they don't need the money, right? Which is cool. And I this has nothing to do. I've always been a proponent of I don't care how you could have a bazillion dollars. I'll still make it. I, good for you. Like, and like you just said, like this has nothing to do with money, but do you think it's harder as a company to say, well, I just gave that guy a case of oil and I'm over here trying to talk with Tammy or Cameron or Don or whoever. Sure and, he, sure and he wants 50 grand. Yeah, <laughs> you know? sure it is. Go, go to the next guy. Okay. It's all a numbers game. And we have a lot of op- opportunities and a lot of options in our sport and in this country um, economically. You go to the next guy. And what you do is you bring something the other guy can't bring. Right. And you figure oh, out yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, just, you know, yeah. These are all questions that you know you. But it does hinder it. I mean, it, it does. But you know what? Whenever there's a, a hurdle, you, you, you jump over it and you figure out a different way and you figure out a, a way to do it. But it does. I, I get Glory it. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get the struggle, man. I get the struggle. Okay. Yeah. I work for Alan Johnson, who is the by far one of the best tuners to ever walk the face of the earth. And when we put together a team, we're going to kick ass and do well. And we're going to give our partners the time of their life in the process. All right. You would think that after three years 
of I can I can show you stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of files of people who I have sent proposals to, called 30 times, had meetings with, got to the boardroom. So not just emailing people. That's not what this is right. about. This is about hunkering down and bawling out there, okay? Getting in everybody's face and saying, hey, let me talk to you about this. Let me talk to you about drag racing. Rejection, 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 hang up, ghosting, people blocking me, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Girl but blocking. after three years of that, after three years of that, we got nothing. We got so, nothing. Okay, so here we go, because now we're, we're going we're gonna to take a turn here. We got a few minutes. I want to take a turn. Let's quit bashing in HRA. Not really bashing them, but we're just caught. Nobody's we're, bashing NHRA. We're, no, we're just man. I freaking get some get some gasoline and get some VP C twenty five and throw over here on the fire. Uh, I'll, I'll send Glenn a text going, "Don't ignore me, Glenn." <laughs> <laughs> here, it's in, in sidebar, tongue in cheek comment. Him. Glenn is very nice, by the way. Glenn has always been very nice to me. Glenn, so I think he takes my call. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, and and Rich Schaefer, uh, and and even Ned to include Ned go back to Feld days when I was over in the IHRA world, and mm. so I have I have a lot of I believe they're the right people. It's at the point of when we get people that are even right people have people that hold them back. Always, you know, you hate to say that you can still be the right person. But there can still be somebody that's keeping you from being able to function. Glenn is definitely, I, I know this, I know this, I have a feeling and I know this just from, from talking with him and, and, and trying to build a, a good relationship with Glenn. Glenn is a right person. Um, that's why I still hold hope for all of this. Um, I'm super optimistic. And like I said, I hope it takes my call. <laughs> well, I told, I told a, uh, uh, to to not be named racer one time when they when they made the announcement about Glenn coming over and they said everybody's acting like he's the messiah and I said dude if he's not the messiah for NHRA we better start building the ark that's all I got to tell you yeah <laughs> he I I I'm with you I would I'd be a flag flag holder to uh, cheer Glenn on but yeah. let's let's go down the road of why AJ doesn't have a team. <laughs> So, one, I got huge respect for him because AJ could spend his own money, but I wouldn't. Excuse me? I said, what are you talking about? I, I mean, AJ, AJ could go out there if he wanted to. AJ could go race if AJ wanted to, right? It's, it, so, it, I mean, come on. We're, let, let's be honest. It's kind of, I compare AJ and Schumacher, Tony, same way. Don could spend his money and fund his son top fuel operation if he wanted to What's aj the number one role in investments don't spend, don't your, own spend money. your own money thank you you that guys was, did an a plus that, plus for the day that was cl that was week two at school do you think do you think alan johnson's gonna go spend four million dollars a year on a race program oh, um, and what is he gonna put on the car uh, you know aj i mean, I, hey i do it i rock yeah how about what how about do? like his ball take, cap take, <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly. I would tell you exactly what I would put on it if I was him and he wanted to do it for a race weekend. I would, I would, I would do it at Indy. I would do it at Indy, and it would be his side silhouette with that smirk coming out of his right chin cheek when he, when he, after he just 
freaking punches you in the throat with a scoreboard run. And that would be the, that would be what it would be. It would be that picture of AJ with his smirk and that silhouette of I just punched you in the throat. Now go back home until you think you're ready to come again. What is this smirk you're talking about? You, how did I? How do I not know what you're, you're talking ne- about? Oh, you've ne- he's, he's Alan is just a, a, a he's a silent guy, right? You right, know, exactly. You don't really get him riled just, up. So when when he makes a awesome run or whatever, and like goes and just oh, nukes everybody, he's just like he's got he's got a little chin. It's just a little chin deal. I think uh, when it's was like, the best best one was probably I think it might have been last. Was it maybe it was two years ago. When he was when he was advising Torrance, and Torrance, I mean, I, maybe it was in Phoenix. It was somewhere, and and Torrance just blistered everybody, kind of like you know, you're not even on the same universe with me. And they asked AJ on the starting line, and he goes, he's like, oh, it's pretty good, and had a little smirk. <laughs> and it's just as and there's it's not disrespectful. It's completely professional, but it's his. <laughs> And that is exactly, I mean, just look at him. When he walks off the starting line, he doesn't even have to say anything. He just turns, you get a visual shot of his cheek, and he walk off. It's like a home I'm run walk off. I'm going to have to like, look on YouTube for this look uh, now because I'm super curious. Just look, be, be more aware of looking for it. Cause, I it's mean, like it's, him putting his, his, uh, his Snoopify glasses on, his Snoop Dogg glasses on and walk off. He's just dropping manhole covers on people, yeah, not dimes, manhole covers. He's super baller. He is definitely. And um, what I find intriguing is that people think he's so unapproachable, which is weird to me. But um, do you guys think that? No, no, he's just a quiet, quieter guy. Like, you know, to the I wouldn't. I mean, I've never really had any meetings or dealings with him other than just, hey, you know, but. I don't bad scientist, the silent warrior, you know, he's always thinking, always thinking. And, you know, it's it is awesome to watch. I'm gonna look for the cheek thing now, the smirk cheeky thing. Just, I'm gonna look for that. It's a, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's a thing. What well, he did it he did it last. Well, not Topeka. Uh, Costello was it? Where were you before Topeka? Virginia? Yeah. No. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Oh. Maybe it was in Chicago. I remember. Hey, it I, was, forget, I forget too, man. It's I. It was on. Was, I think it was Costello interviewed him. Just a quick soundbite, and he just had a little. Just a little look. I like it. All right. So, so, so do we have, all right. So we know you're not going to, we're not spending our own money. We, we know that because we're successful business people. So that being said. Well, I mean, I was saying, what would we put on the car? AJ? I mean, it, we don't need to put AJPE on there. I mean, AJPE, you know, come on. Hashtag right? goat. I mean- <laughs> Hashtag goat. I think just a silhouette of a goat, like the greatest of all time. I mean, I like that. Yeah. Still Ricky Carmichael's thing. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, no. You don't spend your own money on this stuff. And look, I mean, there's plenty of brands that are out there where if you look at our fan base and look at NASCARs, it's, you know, I think it's like a 14% crossover in fan base from what I saw a report come out last. And they're buying more than motor oil, car parts, and all the like. They make more money. They use more electronics. They buy more cars. They spend more money. I mean, you, you got to get some people out here. I mean, it's 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 sad to me that we don't have, you know, Doritos and Tostitos or or like, you know, that'd be sweet. You know, PlayStation, yeah. Xbox. I mean, th- these are the kinds of things that our people 
spend a lot of money on. Do you feel that this is, I don't know, it might not even be related, but because the way business has gone in the past little while here with private equity, do you think that that's a big situation because now one bank or whatever owns about 35 brands that you're going after and yeah. you say like you Arby's, send it. For instance, Arby's, right? I mean, private equity, private equity, private equity. So then what do you do? I went after the private equity guys. I'm like, hey guys, look at your portfolio and look at what I can do for you. Right. You guys want to make money. You want your return to be great, blah, 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 blah. You want your portfolio to be robust for your investors, blah, blah, blah. So uh, let me, they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. They have no idea what all this is. All they do is crunch numbers with financial analysts all day, and it's a disaster. Okay, it's a disaster. For somebody like me, right? <laughs> but no, that is a problem. That's a big problem, and um, you know we got to figure out a way to 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 build a pipeline to these private equity folks. And you know they're used to going to these hoity-toity, you know, sort of financial conventions or whatever in New York city, whatever, we got to figure out how to get these guys engaged and go, Oh my God, um, we need to get this brand in there. But then again, it's fragmented. There's the CEO, there's the CFO, there's the CMO, and then there's all the people underneath them. So and then in 18 months, it'll be a different person. In, in an 18. Oh my God. Happens Six all the months. time. Not even 18 months, 18 days. You'll, you'll get somebody going, oh, my God, I'm going to present this to 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 the board and, and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, they took a job somewhere else for two dollars more a week. Right. You just never know what's going to happen. And um, it happens all the time. Well, it's a challenge. And, and so here, let's go this direction too. the one thing that I think that we don't have. All right. So how many millionaires do we have in NHRA? Um. Uh, if I had to get, you mean just in the pro classes or in the sports and classes Ooh, too? Oh, good catch there. Good catch that you asked pro versus sportsman. No, let's, let's think about all the way down the ranks. How many, how many millionaires? How many millionaires? Yep. I think we need to, I think we need to relook at millionaires because technically I would be a millionaire. How many asset assets heirs or how would you want to call that? <laughs> How many assets do you have? Well, I bought. I bought in a good year. I bought a house, a very good year, real estate wise, in L.A., West L.A. So I, I'm very good on paper, but um, <laughs> not, right. not something cash. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like the sportsman pits with all them rigs. Yes, exactly. Ah, so, so why don't we say cash? You know, or or you know, bank account millionaires. Right. There you go. No, you can go that route. I'm going to step um, to the left on this conversation because that's well, definitely not me. Technically not you. <laughs> How definitely about, not. Um, I would say 20. We got more than that. I can think of 20 in this in one sportsman class. Oh, I thought we were just talking about pro. Oh, well, we can, we can do that. Pros, 20? <laughs> You're counting. Are you counting? Yes, I am. <laughs> Don't stop. Hold it's going to be a while. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like it's going to be a while. Well, just do, just do it off of 20. There's, okay. There's so, 16 cars in each class, 20 millionaires. Hmm. Mm. Um, you know the one thing that we don't do very well that NASCAR does awesome at? The one thing? Yeah, just one. one that, well, just one. Just Let's just do one. We, I can't, we can't do more. We, just one problem at a time. You know how you have the solution jar? Step up. There's a problem. Put the solution in the jar. Just one thing. We do not, as an organization, do B2B 
very well. That is the one thing that NASCAR, if you, if you said, Don, you can have one thing to bring from NASCAR over to NHRA, one thing, we'll do whatever it takes, just one thing. I want the B2B program. That is the one thing that NASCAR knocks it out of the park. When you have Fifth Third Bank, when you have SunTrust, when you have all these banking companies coming in and almost every NASCAR team has a financial deal because it's impacting their bottom line. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the type of thought process like you're talking about with the equity groups. You're going after the next layer that is up above the brand that that <laughs> is going to finance it or is going to be impacted by the financing. That's the, we just don't. That is we just do not do a good job of it. I think the last time we had a bank, wasn't it MBNNA? Wasn't that the last time we M-B-N-A. had a credit? MBNNA? What's that second MBNA? Yeah, that's it. MBNNA? Is that even a thing anymore? Is that even a bank anymore? I watched... What was that TV show was on Saturday night? Shanana, Shanana, Shanana. There, I'm telling my age. So, oh my god, so but, funny. But that's we don't we don't have that. We you know we there's just things that we don't have that we have that we're just not leveraging and doing correctly. Nah, it's just you know. I think some of the teams do it um, definitely. But look, this needs to be on a on a collective on a comprehensive level. This B two B, you know, where's our our, our official uh, uh, cellular company we don't have one i mean we have the crappiest service at these racetracks they are it's it's unbelievably bad it's embarrassingly bad two tin cans and string get a little 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 company to come in and do it that's just coming up a tech company that's not you know big and publicly traded and there's so many of these little startups you know you got to be wooing these people you know i would add one thing to that don uh, what nhra isn't doing well that nascar does i'm going to add something that i think is even more important than the b2b because you if you don't woo people and entice them and bring them in and make them feel like they want to be there every weekend when they're away from their families and they're working they want to be at an nhra track not a nascar track because nhra tracks are badass and they're fun and it's like a big family and we have to woo them to get them to come and then you do the b2b stuff but if there's nobody there to do b2b then you don't have it's it's an afterthought right so we don't um, even have driver intros anymore just saying i listen to him he wants this this moment no No. i'm just saying no. I was very grateful that they let us do the track walk last week. That was very. No, you cool. deserve your moment. You. you deserve no, your moment. No, but what I'm saying is, like, you go to you go to a Supercross. That's right. You, you know, well, you it's about the stars. It, I get it. It's about the stars. We need to make you know, it, put you guys on pedestals and shoot you out of rockets. I mean, I get that. Hell yeah! Wouldn't that be fun? Remember Pass. what was that evil Knievel guy? Did he? They just had evil Knievel thing. Scott Palmer. In Scott Palmer. But was it evil Knievel that was shot out of a cannon? Who was uh, that? I don't know. I thought that was Super Dave. Spanky <laughs> Spangler. I don't know. No, it was Super Dave. It was on HBO. They need to do that with Cameron. Like seriously. Yeah, I'll volunteer. I'll volunteer, Cameron. I'm not doing it. It was actually really funny. <laughs> Scott Palmer was getting interviewed on Sunday morning, and he's like, "Man, if him and Antron were like bantering back and forth, and they're like, man, if." Because Evil Knievel jumped everything, and yep. I think was it Joe or somebody asked him, "Oh, if, are you going to jump something? If uh, what are you going to jump if if you win this round or whatever?" Oh, if we win this race, we're jumping something, and it's going to be spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Exactly. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's we're jumping something. Yeah, Ex- that's Topeka. Believe me, that's exactly. Topeka. <laughs> well, well, 
Tammy, we've taken a uh, a lot of time, and I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. But we can't never going to talk to us again. Yeah, we'll we'll understand if you uh, block us the next time we call you to be on the show. Uh, <laughs> we we cannot let you leave without answering a couple questions uh, prior to, and uh, we'll see how you handle this. This will be your uh, this will be your I was moment. Thinking to how shine. easy I got off on this today, and how sweet you guys are. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> favorite favorite rental car exploit to date. <laughs> exploit. Well, something horrible happened in Topeka, actually, with Larry Dixon, his rental car. You got, they had a hailstorm there, and it totaled a rental car. Like, these hail balls came down and literally not dimpled this car. They literally, like, craters hit this thing, and it completely totaled the car. That's my rental car story, Larry Dixon. I like it. <laughs> he got he beat called me up. He goes, Tammy. I have a problem with a rental car. I'm like, what happened? He goes, it's a hailstorm. I go, okay, well, it's probably got a couple of dings. He goes, no, <laughs> the windshield's out. Then there's like craters hit the thing. I go, oh my God, send me pictures, send me pictures, yeah. Larry. Oh my God. Did yeah. you pay the insurance? <laughs> That's yeah. all I need to know, Tammy. It was a disaster. I don't even want to relive that moment. But anyway, that was my, that's my run. My only fun rental car story, except for one time, um, our chef, uh, like, <laughs> Got in a horrible accident with the rental car. You know, that was another one. But, yeah, that's always the worst call to get when something happens to the rental car because, you know, you guys, it's such a pain. I'm like, everybody's going to Uber from now on, and that's it. I don't care if you're Ubering 300 miles out into the rural, you know, country of Gainesville. You're not ever renting a car again. You're going to Uber everywhere. (laughs) Yep. All right, so here come your two closing parting shots. You get to send okay. one Christmas card to somebody in the motorsports world. Who is it? One card. One Christmas card. I would actually send a Christmas card to uh, – I, I don't want to screw up her last name, but I'm super obsessed with her right now. Pippa, Pippa Manning, Pippa is it? Man. Pippa Man. Yeah. I would send her a Christmas card and, and a letter actually with it i like it she seems cool never met her but she seems cool she's she's um she has uncomfortable conversations i like her she's she's not afraid to speak her mind i like her all right well that that kind of that kind of got me there i wasn't expecting that one but we're gonna go with it all right so now here comes your here comes your party no it's glenn cromwell and it's but look, I, I don't have to give him a Christmas card. I can just show up and, and wish him a Merry Christmas. But right. it would be Pippa. It would uh, be Pippa. All right. So you get to send one, as we're cutting uh, sound bites in the background for Petco today. Um, <laughs> dog's back. Dog's back. I, I Yeah, everybody, that is our lovely uh, three-year-old pug named Penelope as she is uh, making sure that she's heard and not seen on this podcast. Um, you get to send one card. WTF. You get to send one WTF card to somebody in motorsports. Who are you sending it to? Oh my God. A one WTF. Is the WTF yeah, like what the bleep. fun or is it mean? What the bleep. Oh. Yeah, I know, but is it? Because sometimes oh, no. you say WTF. No, like, no, no, no. no. Oh, you want some you, dirt. You, you, you got the nice one with the Christmas card. Oh, okay. So this is a what the? Okay. Um, exactly. God, our listeners couldn't see your face, but that was exactly that. 
<laughs> I'm trying. I'm digging really deep here. I, 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 geez, I don't even. Oh my God. Is she going to take guys, a PR I'm, high seriously, road? She is taking no, a PR high totally road. totally not high road at all. I swear to you, it's totally not high road. She has an um, uncomfortable interview about our oh, drag racing association, but she I can't come it. up with a WTF person. Are you <laughs> no, kidding me? Oh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll piping down over here. She go says ahead. she has it. All right. Let's I hear it. it. My WTF card would go, uh, Christmas card, whatever, would go to Tony Schumacher. Mm. All right. Do tell. Yeah. Like, what the, why in the hell are you not in a seat? Why are you not, <laughs> why haven't you landed a sponsor yet? What is going on in the world? This is, this is tragic. All right. Wasn't tragic. expecting that, but I'll take it. <laughs> My only WTF. I, I'm not kidding. I, Look, everybody talks shit behind me, behind my back, but not in front of my face. So I really don't. Oh, welcome uh, you know. to motorsports marketing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hashtag. I don't have anything bad to say about any, you know, people, people don't like me, but they don't tell me that. So it's, it doesn't count. It, it, you know, it, it trumps it because they, if they don't tell you, then it doesn't mean anything. Right. Once again, we're going back to the high school hallways. I have a I have yeah. a serious problem. If you just it, just say it, it's like okay. I know you don't like me, but why can't you say it? Say it. Come over here. No, I, I have a WTF. I have another WTF. Uh-oh. But it's, it's She's no. the first one and with two WTFs. What it is? It's a general one. It's a general one. Like so many people have reached out to me and said, "Oh my God, thank you for you know doing this article. Thank you for talking to people about this and having this uncomfortable conversation or whatever." But the people that I thought would reach out didn't. Okay, now we're opening a can of worms because the people that I thought would would be my first person to hear to hear something haven't heard from them at all, and that's that's kind of a WTF, and and you know uh, when I see them and I will. At some point, I'm going to say WTF. You know, <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to say. Courtesy um, of Racers and Rental Cars. Yes, uh, yes. Brought to you by <laughs> Racers and Rental Cars. Hashtag you know? hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. Hashtag hailstorm, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, I like it. It might be Tammy's him. gonna Tammy's gonna have her own signature Racers and Rental Cars shirt before really, we really, on that website. Heck yeah, she's gonna have her own shirt. <laughs> well, well, Tammy, it has definitely been a pleasure having you on the show again, and we will definitely do this again. Uh, we, I, this is, it's never going to go away. And I think uh, when it comes to the education process that we try to send to our listeners, whomever they may be, whatever type of racing they're doing, we try to give them um, a ten thousand foot look as well <laughs> as the ten foot look. Yeah. of what we do in the business world and how people are thinking and what companies are thinking. So thank you very much. Um, I greatly appreciate it for short notice and you coming on and, uh, yeah, thank you very, very much. I, you know, we, we see each other to track all the time and say, hi, I know this is probably the longest I've gotten to, to, to nail Tammy down to have a conversation with. And it's been super cool. And, you know, I, I really look forward to, to working with, you know, you in the future, whether that be in the, 
in the arena of that uncomfortable. Well, I sense a little bit of a lobbying angle going on here. No, I, I mean, I are, are, we I sending, are we sending the invitations to NHRA together? Like, let's do it. I'm a fan. Believe me, I'm a fan of yours. So I'm just as happy to be here to see you too. And you too, Don. I don't want to leave oh, you out. Yeah, yeah, leave the country boy out. It's all right. You know, <laughs> it's okay. But I, like I told you on LinkedIn, when I send, please send me an invitation. I, I have always said, I'll continue to say it, NHRA, I understand you don't like to spend money on your staff and employees and problem solvers. Send me your list of sportsman racer problems and I will solve them for you for free of charge. I, I, will, I will. I will give you plans and answers to solve your problems. Uh, just send them to me. Invite me to the uncomfortable conversation. Tons a giver uh, on that note. <laughs> on that note, Tammy, have a great day. Thank you once again. Yeah. And uh, we'll look forward to connecting with you in the future. All yeah. right, guys, I'm going to come up for a follow-up and hopefully I'll be able to announce something, something, some type of progress with you guys and the listeners. And I think this is just the beginning of the saga. We're just unscratching the surface now. And I think it's going to play out uh, in, a, in a pretty cool way. So let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Peaks, do, peaks and valleys. Yep. Just yes. make sure that when you do the announcement for AJ and you do the smirk that you give us a shout out. Oh my God. Totally. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Tammy. Thanks again. Take Thanks. care. Bye-bye guys. Bye. Well, there you go, Cam. It was, uh, that was a uh, interesting conversation to, to say the least, we went down a couple different roads. Probably I honestly on my list over here, we really only talked about two things that I had on my list of about six things to give Tammy, uh, to try to pick her brain about AJ and, and her business dealings and so forth. Uh, cause AJ is, and he is just, he's the, if you're going to put him on the mountain, he's on Mount Rushmore. I don't care, uh, who else they want to try to put up there. Uh, but you're going to find it hard pressed to find somebody to knock, knock AJ off Mount Rushmore. No, absolutely. And it's super cool that she gets to work for such a legend of the sport. And, you know, I'm definitely jealous of her for that situation. You know, what's really cool is like when we bring people like this on the show that I I hope our listeners realize that, you know, it may sound like we're bitching a lot and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we're we're, we want to grow the sport. We want to work collectively as a whole. And we just want to make it in this world, you know, but it's uh I don't know. Like we're all out here trying to do the same thing. And you know, we, we're not haters. We're, we're all trying to come up with a a collective solution. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're making progress a little bit on a lot of things, but you know, we'll see. It's, it's uh, people need to realize that, you know, our listeners that maybe aren't in the industry and at every single race. Um, I know we have a lot of racers, uh, that listen that aren't drag racing and I know it's a drag racing heavy deal, but, we're we're out here trying to do this and it's a lot harder than people realize and i hope we get that that point across that there's so many people like tammy working her butt off a lot of people don't even know who tammy is at the racetrack but do you know how much work this poor girl goes through to to try to make this stuff uh work you know and, and she's behind the scenes she probably doesn't get as much you know love as she should because she's the one that's making all this stuff happen like for to put the the, the butts in the stands, you need people like Tammy. And, you know, there's a lot of other PR reps and marketing people out there that, that nobody even knows who they are and until they're, unless they're in the industry. And so I hope a lot of you fans realize that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that make this world go around and especially in motorsports. So, and it is a lot harder than it looks. Oh, uh, that's very true. And 
just to expand on that a little bit, when you're referring to other people that listen, our other listeners that may not be into drag racing, but maybe they're into IndyCar, Circle Track, or Dirt Track, or Wing Sprints, or whatever the case may be. Monster all trucks. Monster trucks. God, somebody, please give us a call so we can do a monster truck. Jesus please, Christ, please. please call us. How we can? Uh, that's okay. The next time I see Glenn, I'm I'm like, look, do you have any more favors at Feld? I want to be in a monster truck. That's going to be. I'm not going to ask him about anything NHRA related. So, but th- those racing organizations are dealing with the same. <sighs> they're dealing with the same potholes that we are, that we're trying to fill in over here in drag racing. You know, some of them may not be as big and some of them may not be as small, but all racing organizations are dealing with the same thing in motorsports when we're trying to attract companies to create business, generate revenue for them and get their products and their brands out there in front of the people that are going to buy them, plant the seeds, water them, nurture them, customer conversion, customer loyalty, creating all of those things. Every motorsports organization has those challenges. And so, yeah, we do a lot that are referred with drag racing because it makes it on the surface easy to talk about. And then you can just expand on it, um, you know, 10,000 foot level if you want to, to apply it to your own form of motorsports. But it's, um, man, drag racing, our, our, our culture right now in NHRA did not get here overnight. And so at times I myself have to throttle back and realize it didn't get here overnight. It's not going to get fixed overnight, but like any, restoration project that you have sitting in your shop it's got to make progress better with age buddy uh, better with age i I mean that's it right i mean we're making fine wine i think that's what we're doing but but dang it you gotta you gotta squash some grapes to make wine don't you i'm just asking i don't drink wine i'm you're out there on the west coast is that how they do that what do they do out there that's how they do it at my grandpa's place yeah there you go there you go well, dude, I know you're off. You're on a plane to Bristol. Going to uh, be riding, right? You're riding shotgun, riding dirty yeah, with, with I'm PJ? Actually, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm flying into Nashville, and then I'm going, uh, I'm caravanning with PJ and Amanda. So that'll be pretty fun. So, yep. Well, that but, is awesome. I wish you the best of luck on your first Father's Day weekend away from mm-hmm. Jet. So I hope that you do some FaceTiming for not God. Look, can I petition now? Just like text Terry and tell him, dude, you have got to do Friday night qualifying at Bristol. That's the session you need to do. It's Friday night, Friday night qualifying father's day weekend, man. Tell him to let you do it's under the lights in the mountains. Let's get some PR footage of this. Courtney, (laughs) are you listening? I'm just saying, um, Dude, I'm I'm lobbying for you. No, I'm not a politician. Um, no. So we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Well, I, I, I'm pulling for you. Uh, I'll be Thank looking you. be looking forward to catching up with you next week at the land of the big dollar ice cream in the Bader family. Uh, we're going to be skipping Bristol this weekend when people listen to this. So uh, I don't think that that's a real big shocker to most, knowing what's going on in our world. But uh, we're planning on being in the land of the big ice cream uh, next week. So uh, I have no idea how we're even going to do a podcast next week. We might have to, I might have to send it in, phone it in. JT might Call actually have friend. to do some work. I don't know what. J- JT, pay attention. Um, <laughs> Cam, brother, take us home. All right. Well, uh, as usual, thank you. Oh, as I almost fell out of my chair. Um, 
thank you to Race Pack for allowing us to do this. Voice America for helping us produce it on uh, on their platforms and Streetway Marketing. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, as we go, we'll see you guys next week. Did you really just try to cut out? You did not. You did not tell anybody to go buy a damn shirt. It's Father's Day oh, for yeah. the love of God. Buy your shirts. Buy your shirts. We got a whole bunch of hats. All kinds of good shit on there now. Hoodies. Yep, hoodies. I actually left my hoodie in the rental car. Can you believe that crap? <laughs> Dude, I am I'm like Jones in for my hoodie to show up. I know it's the middle of June in southern Indiana, but I don't care when it shows up. It might be ninety five outside. I'm wearing that mug. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> All right, my friend. We're out. Later. Let's put it-